Hey, if you want to support this podcast, go over to anchor.fm slash drive safe text when home. But what you could do totally free, go over to Apple podcast and give, give me a rating. Like, you know, like maybe like a simple five star and say, this is the greatest podcast on the planet. You know, just something like along those lines, that'd be sick. But yeah, it, it definitely helps go up in the charts and all that fun stuff. So please, if you could do that, that would be sick. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Okay, well, hey, everybody, this is a podcast, and I'm here with Ben Hughes. And I play bass in a band called Take It to Heart from Orange County, California. Heck yes, dude, dude. Like, so I like right off the bat, uh, I forgot if I asked you uh, when we were hanging out on Fourth of July, but like, is this your first band? Uh, no, it is not. Um, I've played in a few different bands ever since I was kind of like high school age. Oh, okay. But this is definitely the like the band that I've gotten farthest with, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. So then, like, like, well, with with that, like, who or what, like, really started you get, like getting you into music in general? Um, honestly, I, my relationship with music is, it's always been there. Um, like my parents, I remember they were playing records when I was a kid. They're not records, but albums. Like my dad is a big fan of new wave. And so he'd always be playing like the cure and Elvis Costello and the B-52s and my mom was always playing Van Halen and Journey and stuff so like music was kind of always there and then um, my dad's also a bass player and then so I kind of you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree so (laughs) I I ended up picking up bass in 8th grade Wow, and um and I've, you know, like life has been a lot better since then. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> dude, that's that's sick, dude. And and also to know that like you were like you grew up in such like a musical household. Like most of the time, whenever I talk to anyone, like that's not like the like, like both your parents were like super musical, and that's rare like that's super sick dude and like also knowing that your dad was like a bassist also dude that that makes it even cooler that you're basically like almost like following in the footsteps that's so sick oh yeah um yeah i mean my you know my my dad he um he's fucking crazy (laughs) um (laughs) he uh he played in like a ska punk or not ska punk, more like ska rock. Oh, okay. Like a uh, kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but they, he played in a band in Philadelphia back in the 80s, and uh, he played bass. And um, and then now he has this studio, which I'm sitting in right now, um, which I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to um, utilize. Heck yeah. And... Um, yeah, no, it's 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 honestly like like it's a real treat. It's a real privilege to um to have you know figures in my life that are that know about music and are cool with that. 
dude. Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. uh, unfortunately, my my mom is um, she's not musically talented. She kind of dropped off on that. Like she just kind of listens to stuff now. But oh, okay. um, regardless, I mean, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, no, th- dude, that that's amazing. Like, dude, like, and also, like, knowing that, first of all, like, knowing that your dad has his own studio, like, that, that's, that to me is fucking sick. Like, just like, that you're sitting in there and just like, like, doing this right now. Like, how does it feel to, like, have, like, like a studio at your disposal, man? That, that, that has to be awesome. Like, you can go in there and, like, do whatever. That's so sick. Yeah, it's, um, dude, it's fucking awesome like to say the absolute least um it's i don't know dude it's it's like i i, I don't even have really words like <laughs> it's um I, as i've grown up and become a musician into where i need access to like a practice space and yeah. recording equipment like having it here and like I've, i i already know how to use it yeah because I've been around it for years. Um, it just makes everything so much easier. And also, we save so much money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have to pay, um, you know, to, to, to record places or yeah. pay for practice space. I can just, you know, it's all right here. Yeah, dude. Like Basically in my backyard. D- dude, <laughs> that's so sick. And also knowing that, like, so... So basically, did you just did, have you watched your dad like record like a bunch of different bands actually? Uh y- yeah, more or less. Um my ever since my dad started like this studio is kind of like a it started out small, you know, just like a typical project studio. Okay. Home project studio like you know, everyone's got their, you know, 16 input interface yep. with like a couple of mics and like a little, some dinky five inch monitors. Right. Yep. <laughs> and that's how it started out. Um, and this was maybe 10 years ago, but it, it just kept growing. And as my dad became more experienced with audio engineering, he added more to the collection. And then I was interested and I hopped on board. Now it's kind of like a thing we both do. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, through his just connections in his personal life with, um, with music and people that he knows, there's been a lot of, um, bands and artists that have been in and out of here. That's Not sick. like notable, but you know, just friends that he's known to people that want to come and record and jam and. Dude, yeah, that like honestly, that's that's still it doesn't even matter if they're like not notable or anything like that. That's cool that like you guys like oh, can really connect on that. That's badass, dude. And like, like okay, so with that, like him like upgrading throughout the years and stuff. Like, do you have like, uh, like I just thought of this. Like, do you have like a f- favorite piece of gear that you guys have? Like that you would like that you love using like almost every single time or something like that, or you want to use yeah so um so we have a 500 series compressor um in the rack over here well two of them actually they are um the uh 50 
I'm sorry, the Sound Sculptor 5176. Oh, okay. And they're 1176 clones. Oh, yeah. And, okay, uh, yeah, we were talking about that before. That's yes, yeah, yes, we like, That's sick. Yeah, and a- every time I record, I always use those on kick and snare. Um, they just, they're fat. They're really, really fast compressors. They're, um, they're fat compressors, so they, so they have that sort of, like definitive fat sound which i really like on drums yeah. a lot of people do as well um i mean there's like there, there's a handful of different styles of compressor that you can choose from that all have their own voice yeah um but fat i don't know they 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 usually help get the drums rock solid <laughs> <laughs> dude that, no but yeah that's these compressors are fucking awesome dude so like um have you like uh did you guys did you record like some of the stuff for like your most latest release or is that did you record that with like colin knight um the the first take it to heart ep oh yeah that was that was all colin oh okay. um we recorded that all um at yeah at paradise oh sick. with colin in like a in like a 12 hour session holy shit seriously <laughs> january yeah yeah it was one day <laughs> oh damn oh my god dude that's ri- that's ridiculous yeah um it really was um but more more so in the way that like i i, I think kind of hampered um the final the final product and uh-huh. like the quality because we were kind of um kind of rushing through the process a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I, I remember I, I kind of wanted to stop and test some guitar tones and Colin was kind of pushing us through the session, which is understandable. Right. Cause he, yeah. you know, is there for, you know, working. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I could definitely tell he, he was kind of burnt by the end of it, which is not his fault at all. I mean, we, we really should have like, you know, done it in over, two days yeah or even three <laughs> um so my my bad Colin. that that was that was shitty I'm, i i apologize for that but um <laughs> um right i mean re- regardless i i still think it came out pretty good yeah um colin he knows how to mic up a fucking drum set and make that shit sound slamming <laughs> dude that's dude well like with that then like what was like Okay, so I like I guess this, this is a two part question. Like, what's your favorite part of like recording? Like, like do you, do you personally like recording like bass and and also do you like recording in general? Like, uh, like recording your own band or doing that with other bands or something like that. Uh, yeah. So I I guess my favorite thing to record was was that the question? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the first that, question. Yeah, I, that, that's what I meant definitely definitely drums oh really drums are my are my favorite yeah heck yeah dude that that, dude okay so then uh, what i what i always like to ask people that record because like whenever i've done any recording what mic do you use for the top head of your snare um okay so typically typically i've used just like a like a 57 okay that's like a pretty standard snare mic yeah um with with the latest take it to heart stuff on the new ep 
Um, I borrowed a Sennheiser. I think it was a 441 from Brad. Oh yeah, yeah, that thing's ridiculous. That turned out really good. I really liked that, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like it's that that it was. It's like a really bright kind of dynamic mic. Um, 57s will get the punch, yeah. but they can be a little bit dull in the in the top ends. Yeah. Whereas the the 441 has a lot of character and like we we really cranked up the snare, and it all came through. Like I. When I was doing rough mixes, I I basically didn't even need the uh, the bottom mic of the snare. Oh, sick! I could just just fucking get the whole tone from the top one. Obviously, I I didn't end up mixing. Yeah, but um, it, it was awesome regardless. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed um yeah doing the drums. Dude, no that that's cool and like so like so then you were you did the. Uh... You, so you did the drum recording for your guys' newest release? Uh, I engineered everything. Oh, no I, way. I recorded everything. Yeah. Oh, sick, dude. That's so cool. Dude, so, okay, so then, Dan, okay, so then what's like, oh, man, that, that to me is so fucking cool. Like, I love, I love recording, but if I, if I ever do anything, it's just like, I like having everything live in the same room, which is terrible, but like, like, like doing everything like that, like. Yeah, I feel like 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 you said, like miking up a drum set is just like there's something about it that's very like rewarding and fun because w- when you get those tones, you're just like, oh my god, like I did this, and it like because miking a drum set's like ridiculous. Like you need to know like distances, like the correct way to point it. Like I, dude, like I'm right there with you. Recording drums is like one of the coolest things, or like setting up mics for them. Yeah, it's um. There's a lot of places that your drum tracking can go wrong mm-hmm. because there's so many points. Um, the points of adjustment in the whole process. I mean, I typically do, well, let's see, kick, two on the snare, top and bottom, one for each tom. Um a hi-hat and then two overheads so that's what eight mics at least yeah i think i I think i did eight no nine actually with a room mic for the take it to heart um the newest ep and yeah i mean i like i dedicated a, a whole day basically just to setting everything up and making sure we got the right levels because when you're managing, you know, upwards of upwards of just a handful of mics, you know, when you're getting up into like eight plus mics, like it can be difficult to like manage all of that. Um, maybe, maybe not for like a pro engineer, but I'm I'm not really pro. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, you can be like, oh, why am I not getting signal? And it's just like one button. Yep. That's like really really tiny yeah. on your. <laughs> that is like depressed instead of unpressed yep (laughs) (laughs) and then you and then you push it back out and it's like oh that's that's why i wasn't getting um my bottom snare dude 
I hate that shit. Like it's like because like you'll be like, okay, dude, I'm all ready. I got like like everything, and then like at at some point during the during the whole like getting levels like you must like i i've done it where i've accidentally pressed it in and then i'm like like you said like i'm not getting bottom star like what the fuck's going on and then i'm like going crazy like oh my god i want to get it done and ready and everything and then like you just look and it's like oh my god you serious like this one thing i wish it would like every single time it would just light up saying like yo it's right here like please unpress me like (laughs) for real it's like yeah i mean there's like so much shit that's part of the signal chain yep and it's like if you're not getting signal it's like okay it could be the mic it could be the cable it could be um the outboard gear if there's any that comes before the the interface it could be the interface it could be your daw yeah (laughs) it's like it, it could be at any point in in the signal chain um where you're you're getting a failure and sometimes, sometimes I, I mean, that's like pretty easy to find and you're like, Oh, I just had something on mute. Yep. yep. Other times it's like, you really have to hunt and troubleshoot, mm-hmm. which is probably my least favorite part of recording <laughs> because yeah. I've had to do that shit in like the middle of a session <laughs> Oh, dude! <laughs> and recording the take it to heart stuff. It, I, I, I feel like that was like every other session. Like I'd be like, okay, I need I need like twenty minutes to figure out why this shit isn't working. Because that's like it's like that's like so much of like learning audio engineering is uh-huh. um fucking troubleshooting. Yep. And it's like, holy shit, I've never encountered this problem before. <laughs> like I, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna Google it and see what I can do. And then you figure it out and you're like, well, damn, I didn't even know that problem existed like half an hour ago. And dude, see like that, but like, it's funny is that like, whenever, whenever you like exactly what you said, like, dude, I never know that I knew that existed. But then like the next session, I've done this multiple times where it's just like, I totally forget what I learned last time. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck was that called again? Like, I don't remember like, and and like, and then I read it again. I'm like, Oh my God. And then you figure it out. It's, but like, trust me, I've done that. So dude, it's so annoying when that stuff comes up. Oh yeah. It's like, that's just how it goes. It's like session after session. Yep. (laughs) Dude. Of like fucking mistakes and troubleshooting. (laughs) And then at some point it's like, it just all comes together and you just start doing things naturally. And then I guess at some point on the line, that's like when you become a pro, yep. like you just, you've, you've spent so much time with the gear and in the DAW that it's just like, you know, the ins and outs and how to do everything. Dude, exactly. Like, dude, like, see, that's, that's awesome. And like, that's what, like, it was funny because when we were talking about like all this stuff, like when we were hanging out, like I, I love hearing all this stuff. Like, uh, like this, this like recording, like I'm not that good at recording. I just, I just love doing it. It's just so much fun to like set up and just try and figure things out. Like uh, slowly my stuff's gotten better. And, but like, yeah, dude, I trust me. I know, I know how you feel like going through all that stuff. It's so, it's so fucking worth it, dude. It really is. Um, it, it it just makes me think about, you know, big name dudes like, I don't know, Taylor Young or Kurt Ballou yeah. or Will Yip who have done um, 
like significant releases yep. in like our corner of the world of music. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, dude, there must have been some some sessions where those dudes were like really fucking like pulling <laughs> their hair out. It's so true, and dude. And like I'm wondering like like what those situations were and how, and how they got through them. <laughs> Probably <laughs> with a lot of coffee. <laughs> Seriously, dude. As soon as the ba- band goes to bed, like they're just up all night still trying to figure it out. Oh yeah, dude, dude, and like, dude. So like, to like, try, like, kind of like switching gears. Like, I, I, I've been wanting to ask, like, dude, how, like, it seems so cool. Like, how does it feel to be a part of like a record label? Like, how did you guys get hooked up with Safe Inside? That's so fucking dope, dude. Yeah, it, um, it, it's actually really funny how low key it was. Um, <laughs> Jay, I think, reposted. Um, a clip from one of our first shows. It might have been the very first show. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think program put a clip on their story and then Jay reposted it or something. And then Safe Inside like saw the story and they're like, they basically slid in the DMs. They're like, "Yo, y'all, y'all are cool. Wanna wanna hop on the label?" What? No um, way. <laughs> that's so. Sick. No, yeah, like like that's literally how it happened. Like <laughs> they saw a clip of us. Um, or I guess. I guess Bert runs the the Instagram, so he he saw the um just a fucking clip of us playing your program on Instagram and he's he just like messaged us about it and um we were on board and it took like I think a couple months for us to like for it to actually materialize, but yeah. Dude um, <laughs> That's so cool, dude. Like what the fuck dude like to know that like it was just via dm makes it like <laughs> like even better dude that's so cool yeah yeah it was um and, and it came at a really good time because like right before we dropped uh the brighter side we we sent it out to um to some labels that we thought that like you know might be interested yeah um like we sent it to we sent it to rev we sent it to indecision new age um young blood um react i think war records um and we didn't really get like a lot of responses mm-hmm. um like some some people just like like there's just no response yeah um which is fine I remember Andrew Klein. He does war records. He he liked it a lot. Oh, sick! Uh, actually, which was cool. Yeah, and I'm so yeah. we're gonna be playing with uh, Berthold City in um, September. That's sick. But um, yeah, I remember Rev was like, "Oh yeah, this is really cool. You know, you guys kind of sound like early 2000s, and we'll keep you guys in mind if there's any shows we're putting together down here." Damn. Um, but otherwise, it was it, you know there there wasn't anyone like um, chomping at the bit to pick us up. Yeah, and then and then here comes Safe Inside, and they're like, "Yo, come on board." <laughs> That's so sick. That's so sick. So, so that was cool. That was cool. And um, and Safe Inside is just they're they're not like a huge label. 
but Bert's a Bert's a great guy, and um, he he cares about what he does, and um, I I just really love that there's someone out there that there's that that is willing to support um sort of kind of kind kind of a dead sound at the moment which is like early 2000s style like fast and melodic hardcore okay yeah like, that's kind of making a recurrence a little bit but um I, I still feel like there's a lot of people who who kind of like turn up their nose who kind of weren't into it weren't into it the first wave it came around yeah and then now they're older um but that's like specifically what Bert and the rest of the safe side guys are like trying to they're like okay we want to like do that sound and so that's that's really awesome yeah in my opinion that's really cool dude and like and also like i i, I remember like you telling me about it but like i i want like or like, or you give me some stuff about it, but like, wasn't your first show like an insanely stacked bill? And like, dude, like, how did you end up getting on it? Like, to know that like it was your first show, like, I forgot who who played it, but like, wasn't it like insane? Um, let's see the the first show, the first show was not. I I think it was like. It was our friends UBU and there was Same Sun and there was like a pop punk band from San Diego. It was just kind of friends oh, who got okay. us on. Yeah. Um, I remember it it um it went off really well. Hell yeah. There were a lot of people there. Like like it was a good turnout and we it was fucking fantastic reaction for a first show. I mean, I was expecting like ten people and like you know hoping that even one of them is going to give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's like 50 people and it's like all of our friends and people really liked it. And that was, that was awesome. Um, I, I think it was the third show was the, the one with dare <laughs> that the, the tape released. <laughs> that's insane. Which that, I think that was the one you were thinking of. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I thought, I thought that, that was, was the first one. Bill. <laughs> dude that's insane yeah there was like modern color absence of mind zulu played that show (laughs) um just like a lot of the 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 really good bands down here (laughs) that's insane dude um yeah that was really cool i was really stoked that angel reached out to us um because he 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 put it together and he was like yeah like we want like all the homies on you know to be playing on this bill dude um, yeah that's insane <laughs> yeah I mean, and 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 just you know one last thing i i remember about that show that we we opened with um i think it was burning fight uh-huh by inside out and um holy shit people like lost their damn minds <laughs> which sick to be expected i mean it's inside out was like legendary orange county man but but still that's sick dude that's so dope dude and like yeah that that first like and then people are just like fucking losing it (laughs) it it was it was cool it was cool i i really liked it 
Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that honestly sounds like such a like that's like a perfect opener for that that type of show, like that that show. Like that's that's sick. Like and that that was a super smart move, dude. Like I feel like people are like, dude, like already just fucking with you guys just because like it's like oh they know this band and they played like dude that <laughs> that's so fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, shout out Jay for that one. <laughs> I, I think I wanted to cover like American Nightmare or something. He's like, no, we have to do Inside Out. It's 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 the it's the welcome to the OC show. We have to do a fucking Orange County man. <laughs> Dude. Dude, and like I that yo I mean that makes sense, but like dude, like also like uh, like uh, what I wanted to like what I really wanted to like bring up because like you were talking about it before, but like dude, like you have that that flexi series that you're a part of on Safe Inside, and then also knowing like <laughs> knowing that your merch is on Death Wish is unreal, dude. Like because I looked at it and like I was like, dude, no way! Like that 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 blew my mind, dude. That has to feel like so cool. Yeah, it's um, it's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I remember when I was first getting into hardcore, I would like go on Death Wish and go search up merch to buy. Uh-huh. I would go find like harm's way shit. And yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> dude, dude. And then also like, wh- because I was looking, I was just looking at safe inside stuff and like, and just like your guys' Instagram, just because I wanted to like, look, just like look up, like just stuff ab- about you and stuff. And like, I saw, that it said like safe inside on that flexi thing and it says when I saw it for fans of like it said Bane have heart and modern life is war like dude <laughs> like th- to be compared to those three bands ha- like is unbelievable dude like those are Bane and have heart are like 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 iconic dude like that's so fucking sick dude hell yeah um those three bands are huge influences on us and it's very humbling to you know have people um recognize that influence on the sound and um especially bane yeah like (laughs) the 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 new shit is like so like 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 we really wear it on the sleeve you know what i mean yeah yeah um And I'll let you in on a secret. We actually bit a Bane red. <laughs> no way. <laughs> in, in one of the new tracks. Um, we were like, that, that shit's so cool. Like, we're, we're, we're just going to take that roof really fast. <laughs> dude. Dude. So, like, that, that's one, like, one thing I was, I was wondering is, like, if you guys have already, like, are you guys, have you guys already recorded new stuff? Or are you guys going to record? Or, like, are you just writing at this point? Um, so we have a six track EP recorded. Oh, damn. Um, we're getting the, we're in the process of getting the masters back. Um, I got the first pass of the masters last week. It sounds really good. Hell yeah. We're just, you know, waiting for like the, that final round. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's been a long haul actually there's been a lot of delays and shit 
from COVID. Yeah. And um, honestly, just trying to coordinate um, all of the recording sessions and then getting the files compiled and sent to the mixing engineer and then the back and forth, you know, about how it's going to be mixed. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know if I would do that again. Oh, really? I like be the tracking engineer and then send it to a mixing engineer just because it, it separates the workflow and oh, um, yeah. it's just infinitely easier if it's the one person who handles both. Yeah, that may, that, that totally you know makes what I mean? sense. Yeah, oh, definitely, dude. Like, I never thought about it that way, but like, dude yeah because knowing that you have to get everything together and like something could accidentally be like out of place or like slightly off and like yeah dude like anything could happen and if it's that one dude like he just opens up the session and goes right yeah exactly and um and that's yeah, I mean that's you know basically what happened. I had to like, <laughs> like basically type out a, a document, um, <laughs> of like, of like all of like the really tiny like details and stuff, which which is fine. I mean I, I had no problem doing that. It's just um, when when you when you when when there's a session, it's like you're kind of walking in, not blind, but like it's like your first time hearing the tracks, and it's like. Like you weren't there during recording. It's just like like you miss out on the knowledge, and so yeah, um, it's it's no one's fault. It's just like the restriction of that kind of of workflow when it's just like recorded in one place, mixed at another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and regardless, I mean, I, I'm still happy with how the mixes came out. I think Alex did a great job. Um, so Alex Jacobelli down at uh sunstick studios in san diego oh sick okay um, cool that's awesome yeah no alex alex is great he was um uh really pleasant to work with and um yeah <laughs> just great all around dude no and, and like dude that that's so cool and like just like like uh like in that like same boat of like like being great like i saw that like first of all like that salsa verde uh fanzine press your ep to tape and then also like right off the bat like was it like did you did you know that like it was going to be like 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 at one point it was going to be for like charity that like you guys raised three hundred dollars which is fucking sick like or like or was it like pressed and then they were like hey we have a charity would you guys like to be a part of it or something like that Right off the bat, Isaac, I think if I remember correctly, it was it was right off the bat. Okay. He was like, yeah, like, like we're going to do this for charity and like, you know, what, what do you guys think about that? And we're like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we did a shirt. This was, this was last year with the, um, with the protests. I mean, we did, we did a shirt, like a benefit shirt. Oh, which we raised almost like a thousand dollars. Whoa. Um, really? Yeah damn yeah yeah that that felt really good dude that's dude that's so sick and then also i saw like you guys donated to like that like that people city council like that free that freedom fund like i was like what the f dude that's I, I love seeing that dude it's so sick like 
Like, was that like another separate one besides like the other uh, that that one that the salsa verde one? Yeah, yeah that that was that was what the t shirt oh, money man. went to. We we decided to donate it to the um the city council funds. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which charity or which organization Isaac sent the 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 tape money to. Uh huh. Um. I think he actually split it up between a few. Oh, cool. Anyways, the yeah, yeah, we sent it it, it was that that people's city council fund. Um and yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that bands should um be more involved with their immediate community, especially in a a, a genre like hardcore, yeah, which is um has always been connected to, uh, you know, like political and, and social change. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, no, no, I, I totally agree, man. Like, I, like, I, no, that, 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 that's perfect. It, it's great because like, I don't know, you're, you're, you're making it like, I, out of out of something like I've said before, like you've you've made your music out of thin air, and you are able to, and now you have raised money to help like your city or help out a cause. Like that's that's so sick to know, dude. Like that is so fucking cool, and like I love that. Like especially the hardcore community does that. Like a pretty good amount and like i i just think i it's such it's so fucking dope dude i'm just super stoked that you you guys have done it like multiple times that's so cool yeah thank you i i mean i i appreciate that it's uh it's 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 a real privilege and um yeah it's i i i, I mean it's 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 always great when when you have a a way to tangibly support your your community yeah um i i feel like that's something that holds a lot of people back i mean even myself it's like well what what can i do yeah but in the world of music i mean when you start a band you're essentially starting a brand yeah that's true Um, yeah oh wow yeah and so you have you now have this kind of in, in influence over people in, in a little bit of, of a way. Um, and especially, you know, in, in hardcore, like merch is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have their merch collections and they want to buy from their favorite band. And so, you know, you can, you can use that for a, a better cause than just, you know, putting, money in a band's paypal yeah like it's going to something better dude that's awesome yeah dude and and you know what's funny is that like i've i've never thought about it that way like i've always thought about like i know at one point my band like did like it uh, put like money towards a charity and like it was it was mind-blowing to like know that like it, it it like worked like that we could actually like help out someone or like some cause and i've never thought about it like that knowing that like the a band is a brand and like you're literally like like you said like there's some influence out there and dude that's so cool i've never thought about that i i, I just always thought like it's like 
okay, it's just a consumer and like a, a seller. Like, yo, yeah, like you're just buying this and I get the money. But like, yeah, if you can like, like push it for something else that, that makes it, it's, it makes it, makes your, your brand even worth more than normal. Like that's so, that's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's like, you know, when, when Pat Flynn gets on stage, um, fronting Havard, it's like when he speaks, people listen. Yes. And I, I, I specifically remember that when they did their comeback shows a couple years ago, um, you know, he had a couple different, you know, moments during the set where he went over, you know, like, like current social issues and was kind of invigorating people to, to do something. And, um, that's, that's like in, in the same sort of vein of what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, when you have the mic and you have a voice and people are listening, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, dude. No. And then that's so cool. I, dude, I like literally like you're, I didn't, I never thought about it like that. I always just thought it was just like me being in a band. Like that's, that's it. I just want to do this. But like knowing that you could actually like help is just, dude, that's so fucking dope. That's so cool. Like that is insane. It's humbling for sure. Yeah, dude. And dude, and like, dude, like I, I feel like how long have you guys been a band for? Um, since I think it's coming up right on two years, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? Like you guys, like, I feel like you guys have had so much traction in such a short amount of time. Like, dude, like I saw that, like you were like the voice of, of, of strength, the zine, like that zine you were alongside with like Darren Fury, like dude, what the, that's insane, dude. Like, and under two years that that shit like never happens like how did that feel to be like a part of that or like how do you even get asked for that so voice of strength zine is run by um a good friend of ours named evan Mm -hmm. and and he 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 let us know that like this was after we had started the band and he was letting us know that he was starting the scene and we kind of been, we, we were like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, do, do that. Like, like that's, that's so cool. Like we were encouraging. Yeah. And, um, he put us on, I think it was the first issue. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah, alongside Darren Fury, which are two, um, you know, pretty big OC bands in the past few years. Yeah. It was awesome. And, um, yeah, no, that was kind of just a situation of friends helping friends. Like me and Jay met up with Evan at a coffee shop in Fullerton and we just talked for like two hours and, um, and he, he put our, our shit in the zine and that was cool. Yeah, dude. Like it's, it's, it's cool to like, I, I, I really like that. Like, is it, is it like an online zine or like, like a physical zine also? It's a physical zine. Evan had copies printed and mailed. Oh, dude, like that right there. Like to know, like it's, it's, it's one, like one way of like doing like a podcast or like doing like an interview or something like that. That's online. But like to have like the, like, it's just like a record or like a CD. Like you have something physical that like you're a part of, like, 
I, I love the idea of zines. That's so freaking cool. And like anyone that like does them and puts that much work and like time and effort into blows my fucking mind, dude. And like, I, I respect it so much. And I think it's such a cool oh, yeah. thing. And like you, like, so like you have like, you have like records and stuff and tapes and all that. But like to know mm-hmm. that, like you have a, like a written down interview that you can tangibly hold and look at is fucking unreal, dude. I love that. That is so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's really something when you fucking open up a little booklet and you see your words on the page. Yeah, dude. That's so sick. Oh, fuck. That's so cool, man. Like, yeah. Um, really cool that zines are becoming a thing. I, I mean, I, I don't... I haven't been around enough in hardcore to say, like, oh, if they're coming back. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do see a lot of zines... Um, and, and it's cool. I, I, for me personally, it's, it's, it's kind of a reminder that, you know, that the bands in the, in the music scene, I mean, they're, they're your peers, they're people too. And, you know, they, they their own lives and, 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 and I love, I love interviews because, you know, you can. Just like this, I mean, you can you can talk about um, things beyond just like the surface. What you could figure out of a band on their social media. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is actually something I wish you know zines would do more. I I feel like a lot of zines kind of be like, oh, do you guys have any new music coming out? And yep. it's like, yo, we have a band, or, or um, we we have an OP coming out. Yep. But <laughs> like, yeah, well, we already knew that. Like maybe asking about like you know, something a little bit more interesting, but regardless, it's, it's, it's always, it's always nice to see. Yeah, dude. And like, like how you said, like, I don't like you said, you haven't been in this, like the, the scene enough to like know about if zines are coming back. Like personally, like I don't know either. And I've been playing for like the last seven years and like, I don't know if it's just the types of shows that I've been playing, but I, I, I think I've seen like, four zines tops like and like but like uh and like that's at randomly at a merch booth or something like that and like that's it and like to me like like you guys being a part of that like yeah maybe it is coming back and i hope it is because it's such like a dead format and i or like in my eyes again i don't know i may be ignorant to it but like it's just i i i just hope it's coming back because like i feel like it's it's like it's like the whole thing with like on the the thank yous or like on the records like you want to i miss being able to like look at that and be like oh this band like like my, one of my favorite bands thanked this band okay i'm gonna check this one out and then you just go down the rabbit hole of finding new bands like now you just go on spotify and then just see like like artists and it's like oh it's like basically the same shit but i like physically holding something and finding out like oh fuck like this band's super sick like that 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 is one of the coolest things to me but like yeah I, that's what zines are in my head like it'll open your eyes to so many different like people or like cultures even and other bands yeah absolutely um there's there's something that's a lot like to what you said about like 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 physical media yeah um I, I, I don't know if, if it's just, you know, 
the 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 sort of like wave of vintage nostalgia that's kind of sweeping through like young people right now yeah. like you know <laughs> it's like everyone's got their record player even though it's fucking 2021 yep <laughs> um but yeah I, I i mean physical media is is really cool i i love getting tapes um the you know the the zines and then um yeah i mean l- l- looking at looking at record inserts yes yeah dude like like knowing that you have to get like like get up and flip the record like you actually have to be physically involved in like the listening process like yeah like i definitely have like done it where it's like fuck like i i could just like throw this on my computer but then like being able to like sit there like with like just like reading the lyric sheet is just like another level of of like listening like you're you're diving into it granted like i know you're going to get the best sounding one off of spotify but like it's just the whole process of doing it can be like just very fun and very like engrossing oh yeah and and there's i i I love reading lyric sheets um i i actually don't i don't have any vinyl so i can't do it physically um which is I, i guess a bit ironic given our conversation is literally about that. <laughs> but like like i go on fucking discogs and like pull up the lyric sheet like someone scanned it still that's sick um but it's like oh you know where did american nightmare record this album and it's like they have it listed in the lyric sheet yeah. where they recorded who the engineer was and um and who they thanked and like who was a part of the of the record i mean i i know that there's um um a life less plagued by carry on um the title track on the record a life less plagued um wes isel does a feature and i remember for like a year i was like i swear to god that's wes (laughs) like that sounds like american nightmare vocals and then i i asked my friend tj to look at his um to his insert because he owns the album oh, on vinyl sick. and i said hey can you look and see if like wes is credited because i swear to god like that's his voice and he's like yep <laughs> Dude. he's credited on my track and i'm like there i knew it <laughs> that's so sick dude like like yeah exactly it's it's stuff like that man like it's it's sick but like like you said like you like collecting tapes and stuff like that's that's super i don't know i just i i like that like the physical media is coming back i i i know at one point cds are probably going to come back in style but like it's 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 just it's crazy like yeah like you said like this whole vintage wave it is it's crazy that it's like taken over so fast yeah i mean there's like a fucking market now for like tape boots like salsa verde like isaac makes um tape boots and that's crazy um because you know when my parents like for example think of tapes they're like ew tapes like those are terrible yeah (laughs) but then i'm like oh it's so cool it like flips open and it's like a little like physical thing and you put it in something else and it makes noise (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah exactly um it's like, I don't know. I, 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 I guess that's just an example of like a generational gap, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's like when, when, when you didn't grow up 
with like like knowing the faults of whatever then like like the faults of a certain medium right oh, oh, then it's yeah. like you you kind of have like these these rose colored glasses for like vintage oh but yeah, then, yeah. then again i'm sure like 30 40 years from now we'll be like remember when we had to wait for the streaming services to buffer <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so like, that's- damn it! I can't listen to my favorite album. I don't have service here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that that that's one thing that I've like I've thought about is like I wonder what the next step is, dude. Like, I don't like it's just like 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 with video, video games. It's like when you were like 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 ten and you saw like like a game for the first time that you're like, dude, there's no way graphics can be get better than this. Like, and then like, you're like, you look back at it now. It's like, Holy fuck. That's like six polygons on screen. Like there, there's like, <laughs> it's like complete yep. shit. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Like, I wonder what the next like quote unquote streaming service is or like vinyl. Like I wonder, I, I want to know, like, is it going to be people just like giving out fucking like USB sticks? Like, like, like what, what's going to be like, the next thing like i i'm i can't wait to see what it is i have no clue yeah i mean i i i feel like vinyl is at least gonna stick around yeah i think Um, so i feel like that's gonna just like always have this like nostalgic tug on people's hearts yeah is like a piece of vinyl um in terms of like online music and like the way that most people will consume it, I feel like streaming is kind of um, it's already there. Yeah, yeah. To me, because it's like you don't have to own a copy of an album to be able to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, You can just play it off like an app. And so it makes it super fucking convenient to listen to new music. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't have to track down a copy and buy it and then commit to like owning this thing, which you might not like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true app on a track and if you dig it you can listen to the rest and if you don't you can bounce um yeah so you don't have to like have you don't have to store it physically you don't have to pay money to get a physical copy yep it's all just on the phone and you just have a membership and you know whatever um like that that just defeats so many of the of like the barriers of other music mediums in my opinion oh definitely 100 percent. it's just like the convenience is just like unreal yeah dude so for the future i mean i i feel like there's probably gonna be you know like quality of life improvements yeah and, that's true um like for efficiency's sake like again with buffering you know i'm sure that that'll become 
better. But then also, you know, they're they're rolling out like five G now. So Damn. just with the evolution of like network data technology, I mean, I'm sure that's gonna handle it anyways. Yeah, that, but that's um, true. also I I'm 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 thinking about. I wonder if um. Here's what I wonder about with streaming is when when are the artists going to I like 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 I feel like there's going to be some sort of like lawsuit that's going to come out at some point over like lost revenue because I know like artists get paid like 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 micro pennies per listen. Yeah, dude. Um I, dude, like streaming services totally fucking obliterated um, music sales. Yeah, it, and what sucks is that like, like even being a, a musician, like in the, like back, like way back, like yeah, you you could make some money, but like, it what always blows my mind is that why, why are like we paid so little and like we're putting a lot of work and time and effort and, and all this shit into it. But like, like you see someone like playing like fucking baseball, like professionally and they're getting millions like, and like, I'm like, dude, why couldn't they like split that up to like, like, like musicians or like teachers or fucking like something that like, or just like make everything equal. But then again, I think it's just because of the viewing party of like a, like of sports is just fucking massive that they can just keep paying people this m- amount of money. And then, yeah, it, it, it's just fucking mind blowing, dude. Well, sports. What was I going to say? I mean, sports is a different kind of entertainment, I guess. But then also at the same time, the way you have professional athletes, you also have, you know, the the professional the 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 equivalent in the music industry. Yeah, that you have sense. like yeah, you know, like Justin Bieber and Megan Thee Stallion and Phoebe Bridgers or and Olivia Rodrigo and and whoever else is hot in terms of pop music. Yeah. That's true. Um, but like, like if if they're like the pro athletes were like barely making it into like the fucking college team. <laughs> dude, we, we're, we're on JV in like high school, dude. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's that's the thing, but like, like even 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 then like I feel like like people like that, yeah, like yeah, but like huge people like that Oh wow! You know what? I've never like equated it that way. Holy fuck, dude! That's crazy. I've always thought like musicians musicians make nothing, but like there are so many people out there that make a fuck ton of money. Like that's wow, dude! You 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 literally just like flipped it on me. Like I've I've never thought about it that way. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> shit, man. No, I'm 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 not ever gonna say that like you know pop musicians are like oh they're just like fucking talentless and they're just like 
et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, however, I will say that like, it's not like a meritocracy, right? Like, like, like we all fucking put in the effort and there's only some people who, um, reap huge rewards from it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, you know, no, Olivia no. Rodrigo can sing and, but there's like so many fucking people who can sing probably at the same level, but she's the one getting the cash for it. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's a lot that goes into the way the music industry works. And a lot of that also boils down to like the entertainment value, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Like there's, there's a lot of, you know, like, like, like the stories of Disney stars that kind of get into making pop music because they're young and pretty and relatable yeah. and they already have like a foot in the door in Hollywood from like whatever fucking Nickelodeon show they were on. Yeah. And now, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that literally how Olivia Rodrigo like became a, a thing musically is like, she was like a, like a, like a child star or something. I, I, I think so. Like uh, now, now, see now, I, now I need to look at, Oh yeah, I think so, dude. Like, fuck, what the? F- oh fuck, yeah, dude. She was like in like. Oh yeah, so I'm pretty sure. I think you're right, dude. That's that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, dude, you you hit the nail on the head, man. Dude, like that. See, like that. That's crazy. Like, but you know what? Like, off off of that, like that, like. It's just, it's just, that is like, dude, seriously, like you, like, that's crazy. I've never thought about it that way. And like, yeah, you definitely made it like you put it into perspective. Like I, I never like literally thought about like, I thought, I, I just assume like no one gets paid anything. And like, but like, that's exactly like how, like, like you said, like sports players are like, d- like are doing like at low levels and they'll eventually do shit like that. That's just, that's crazy, dude. Like, well, you know what? Whatever. Like off of that, dude. Like once, like, are, are you guys planning on doing any shows like soon besides the two that you have planned right now? Uh, we don't have anything else on the books. Okay. I mean, we're definitely searching for. No, I, I mean, searching is the wrong word. I mean, like, like we're open to play as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we we're. We, we don't have that name yet that like promoters are like, oh, let's fucking get take it to heart on the bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, don't, dude, uh, trust me. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, um, we're a little dry right now, dude. but it it's sense. also, you know, we're right after a pandemic and things aren't, things aren't the same. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're, okay. it's, it's still happening. It's it's not correct to say we're, it's after it's still ongoing. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's like dying off. Like I mean, that's a terrible fucking analogy. Like me to use that. Like it's definitely like it's getting it's getting. I guess like I don't know. I don't know, dude. Every every single day it seems like it's fucking something different. So I really I don't know. I'm I'm 
I, I'm very excited for when it's done. So shows can just be like 100% like, yo, let's just play every weekend again. Like it's, it, it'll, it'll be definitely really fun to get back to it. Absolutely. I mean, even now I'm seeing so many fucking flyers. Yeah. Especially out of the East coast. Like, it's like every day there's some like big baller tour getting announced or like some stacked ass show on Long Island or in Boston. And I, I feel like the West Coast is a little bit slow. Yeah. Um, I've definitely noticed that like things are kind of returning in force a little bit harder on the East Coast and the West. But I mean, I'm still seeing a lot of shows and um time will tell if it stays like that or if something else is going to happen and you know shut it back down which would fucking blow i i hope that doesn't (laughs) yeah dude god i hope not dude um i mean even even though things are i guess starting to wind down and, and everyone's getting vaccinated and there are shows i mean covid had an really tangible impact like right now um vinyl pressing this is actually something i went over with the label is that um vinyl pressing is at like a year right now like all the plants are way backed up it's insane Uh, i think we talked about this on the fourth of july but yeah it's like our record, our, our EP that we tracked earlier this year might not come out until like the middle of next year. Oh, because damn. all of the vinyl needs to get made up prior to when it drops so that, you know, you catch the hype, you catch yep. the sales with the hype. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like you don't want to drop it fully digitally and then six months later show up with the vinyl it's like, hey, because this is hardcore and people's attention spans are like 10 seconds long. Yep, exactly, dude. Um, I guess it's fitting because it's like, you know, really sh- short songs, short, short ass songs, you know, <laughs> dude, no, short like- songs for short memories. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude. And like, yeah, I definitely believe in like dropping everything at the same time because you never know, like, because, like, yeah, you guys could drop that EP, like, now, and then next year, you're like, hey, but we have vinyl now. It's like, yeah, but, like, that's old at it's this point. Gone. Yeah, like, yeah. and, like, and, like, I don't know. Yeah, so it just sucks that you have to sit on it. But, what, like, the one thing I always say is, that, like, as long as I can physically hear, like, hear my own music, because, like, ev- like, to me, I feel like you should be in a band to, like, make music for yourself and, like, try and put out something that, like, you've always wanted to hear and when when if i can if i can listen to it then like yeah i'm definitely okay for people to wait do i want to put it out fuck yeah i want people to hear it but like i know it'll be such a greater payoff like not literally but like like mentally and like like everything like it would just be more fun to like have give this to someone that'd be like yeah now you can like physically hold it and like listen to it online forever but like yeah, I, 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 dropping at the same time is the literally the smartest idea. Yeah, and, and, and that's a great point, what you said with, you know, creating music for yourself. Um, that's actually a, 
a big something something I I didn't expect to be as satisfying as it was is like hearing the mixes back from Sick. from this music. It's it's like like I've heard these songs a million times, but it's like now I'm hearing them again a little differently, and that kind of that kind of blew my mind, you know. Yeah. Um, and I like like I totally agree with that. You really need to like if you're going to be in a band, you got to like your music. Like you you have to love your music and um. And that kind of sounds like, well, like, of, of course you're going to like your music if you're in a band, but um, I feel like there's so many records, actually, that you hear where it sounds like the band didn't put their love and effort into it, right? Like, yeah. it sounds kind of like they just slapped shit together and then sent it out the door. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, you, you really have to be your own fan first. Yeah. And believe in what you're doing and like I, I i feel like that's that's the key to writing really solid music is like like the first step is um it's like i i really like doing this like i love this song it's it's, it's just so cool to me um rather than like Oh, I'm gonna write this song with a really sick breakdown so that other people will enjoy it. Yeah. Like if you're going into it with the purpose of entertaining other people, like your your road is going to be really short. Yes, exactly. Because like I think a lot of people can really really notice that. Like they, they could really like hear like you said, like they're like phoning it in. It's like, yo, like okay, let's do it like an intro and then like, let's write this like fucking breakdown and then like, like do whatever, like verse chorus, all this bullshit. But like, it's like, no, like, like truly write what you want. Like one, one thing that like, I love, like, I, I love the band, uh, Touche Amore. And like the vocalist said at one point, he said like, like they, their shorts were, their, their shorts, their, their, their songs were relatively short, like, especially for like the, like actually all of them have been very short, but like, Mm. they they always like uh, whenever like i write a song it's like oh yeah maybe it should be longer but he was like like he's always said like yo if it feels right to be that long then it should stay there like you shouldn't force a song to be longer just because like you think it should be like sometimes a song needs to lay where it lies like you you don't but then sometimes they're like yeah but there are definitely some songs where it's like oh yeah but i could extend this and it'd be fucking dope like but like yeah like once yeah. yeah once a song's done like sometimes it's like straight up done like you don't need to you don't need to for like like make yourself sick making it longer for no reason absolutely that's um it's a really great point and as a songwriter i mean yeah like like i couldn't have said it better some like sometimes i'll put it this way you know if it's not broken don't fix it exactly yep and, um, dude yeah like like you don't have to force that you know that one riff into a song if it doesn't fit yep um i i feel like there's especially if you're starting out i feel like there's a lot of pressure to 
oh, well, you know, I, I should do it this way or I should do it that way. I'm speaking from experience here. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I've i gone over in my head like a million times, like, you know, all of the shoulds. Yep. But does it really matter as much as I always thought it did? No. Yeah, exactly. You know? What matters is, like, how it's going to come out in the end. Because no one's ever going to know that there was, like, some unused drift that was supposed to go in verse 3 that didn't make it. Yeah. Exactly. You're the only person who's ever going to know that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. Everyone else is going to be like, oh, like, this is so sick and this sounds like exactly how it's supposed to. Yep. Um, granted, the song comes out the right way. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> But like that's that's like every music like that's almost like like how you just said like you'll be the only one that knows just like like when you're playing a show like every musician is self-deprecating like you'll be like be, people will be like dude you fucking like that was that was great and you're like yeah but I messed up this one part <laughs> like there's there's never like dude thank you like and it like it's always it's always that like never ending like yeah but I could have done it better or I should have done it better or yeah so that's that's like a never ending battle with I feel like with musicians for sure There's so many musicians that are perfectionists yep and um I mean that's that's definitely like like a double edged sword Yes um part of that definitely lends itself to like honing yourself and really putting in the effort to make sure things come out the way that you want them to. But the other part of that is, is exactly what you said is that, um, that hesitancy to accept the compliments when they come your way. Yes. Um, especially when there was errors. Yes, I mean, exactly. Dude, I'm, I'm totally up that alley. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's always good to like step outside your own set of ears. Yeah, and, like a random audience member is not gonna like know that you like fucked up your bass part in one song. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, and if they, and if they, on the off chance they do know you messed up, they're not gonna care either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, they're probably fucking moshing or something. If it's like <laughs> <a> good enough art. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> dude, but okay. So I got two more questions for you. Yeah, absolutely. So like, this one's like a, a weird one that I like to ask everyone. But if your band was a TV show or a movie, what would it be? What the fuck? <laughs> I. If it was a TV show or a movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's so difficult because I'm not <laughs> a TV or a movie guy. Oh damn, really? Yeah, I'm I'm uh I watch I watch movies like on occasion and shit, but I'm not like an avid movie goer. Okay. Um God, if if only Jay was on this, he'd be able to answer that perfectly. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's the opposite. He's like totally movie and TV guy. Um, what would I? 
what would I categorize Take It to Heart as? Like, like what can I compare that to as a movie? Um, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't give you a good answer. I'm sorry. It's all good, dude. Trust me, like... <laughs> That's the one that like throws people off. So like that, like that, that's I'm so stumped. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I'm so stumped. Like, <laughs> dude, it's all good. Okay. So they, this one should be easier. Uh, so what has been the best show you have ever played? And then give me the worst show you have ever played. Okay. Um, and is this, I, I know we, we kind of touched on this before. Is this in the context of take it to heart or like, myself as just a musician in general oh your yourself is is a musician so like if your first band like played like the worst show ever and everyone like hated you like straight up tell me that like <laughs> word okay so um i think i i think i did tell you this before but i'll go over it again okay. um for the sake of anyone who's listening <laughs> um so i was in uh, band in high school uh, we were called island on the moon it's kind of a alternative rock bands oh, um, yeah, yeah 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 and so um our last gig was this it was like a pay-to-play show at the marquee theater in in denver and it was put together by one of those like shady promoters that like doesn't really know or give a fuck about any of the bands actually on the bill. They're not familiar <laughs> with the music. They don't have any rapport with the members. They're just like, I don't know, fucking type in new bands in Denver into Google or something yeah. or, or work on <laughs> Facebook and find just like, little ass bands that they can like swindle into getting on this bill. And, um, and of course, you know, they lure them in with like, Oh, you know, we're going to have it at this venue you've, you've heard of and, and been to before. And it's going to be really cool. And, um, they play it up and they're like, Oh, well, you know, you have to sell X, Y, Z amount of tickets um thankfully this this wasn't a situation of true pay to play where they'll bar you from playing if you don't sell a certain amount what yeah. it was is that yeah. if you sell x amount of tickets we'll give you a better slot we'll give you a better time slot on the bill so it wasn't even like a fix oh wow uh, bill of bands it was like like they would they would switch it um, and so I, I think what happened was like the day of it was like they would tally up all of the ticket sales and then basically fucking switch the bands around like the day of I don't know it was bullshit wow. anyways um, we ended up playing way late at like 10 o'clock oh, and I think it was only like 15 people like it was our friends because all these shows it's like because there's no relation to any of the bands on the bill yeah it's like the people who bought the tickets who you sold them to like that's who's going to be there yep so it was our friends and so we're playing this i don't even know i think the marquee is like a 500 cap oh something shit. like that give or take and we're st we're on the stage and um doing the 
the music and it's like fucking 15 20 people <laughs> that was um i mean it was cool in a way because yeah. i got to, like you know play on that stage but at the same time it's like I, I i definitely had the realization that like okay like this isn't like a real marquee show yeah <laughs> this was like a basically a pay-to-play gig and that kind of fucking blows yeah jeez dude. like that never left my mind the whole night i was like <laughs> i was like like we're actually doing this <laughs> god damn dude that sucks yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um and then let's see best show best show um honestly so far it's it's been that dare show that we opened that 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 was that was awesome That's that was so a really sad. really good show dude that like dude yeah just that lineup and like knowing that you guys were able to get on it is so fucking cool dude that's uh, that trust me like that that is a best show for sure that is so sick yeah and i mean hopefully that's like the start of things to come heck yeah um i i think the only thing that kept that night from going perfectly was the fact that someone got knocked out during zulu and actually had a seizure oh whoa had to be, um evac'd by a like like someone called the ambulance what and um yeah yeah so the the show stops for like i don't know maybe half an hour 45 minutes oh my and, god um, it almost shut down like the show almost didn't continue after that um which of course it did yeah with shorter sets but it almost didn't end that that's that's the other part of that show i remember is that like some kid got a fucking he had a fucking seizure on the floor god damn and dude. went to the er that's unbelievable dude what the fuck that's crazy i didn't know that happened that's insane yeah it wasn't really because that's like i mean for program um you know cuz I think sometimes they'll like they'll like overfill like like they'll like fill o- over capacity. Yeah. Like legally. Yeah. Like oversell a little bit just to like get more people in there and so it's like okay so you have this like medical incident happen there's like too many people and it's like they don't want to get shut down and so it was kind of like hush hush for a little bit right okay. afterwards. Like, okay, like, like don't, like don't mention that. Like one nine seven didn't post the videos immediately. Cause it was kind of like, everyone was like, okay, like handshake, handshake. That didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. That makes you know? sense. Yeah. It's like, like, like for legal reasons, like just in case like the police wanted to like come down and like stop program from ever having shows again. Um, so it's like, yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, I guess I'm not surprised that some people didn't know that happened, but it did. Yeah, damn, dude, that's fucking crazy, man. I, I, I didn't know that. That's, dude, <coughs> wow, that's insane. Like, did you ever end up find out finding out if that kid was okay? 
I have no clue. Oh, okay. I I, 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 I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I, oh, that um, makes sense. Yeah, someone I'd never seen before. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I assumed. I was just like, because, like, sometimes that comes around, like, just, like, through the grapevine. But, like, dude, that's fucking crazy, though. Yeah, I mean, it's um, not the first time I've seen shit like that happen. I mean, I remember I, I was at Sound and Fury. Um, oh, I mean, I had a, I got a concussion at Sound and Fury oh, 2019. I had, to, I had to go to the hospital. Oh, dude, um, what? Not a seizure, but, you know, I, I still had to go to the hospital. Yeah, still. Um, the previous year in 2018, there was some guy that got knocked out, like, really bad during... I think it was Foreseen, this like thrash metal band from Helsinki, oh, Finland. Wow. And um, I saw it happen. Like, dude was just walking across the pit. Some dude was moshing. He put up a kick um, and his, the, his heel connected with this dude's jaw. And oh. the dude just like... It was, it was like out of, out of a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Like when they get hit <laughs> and then they're kind of just like woozy for a second and they just fall right on their back oh, that's exactly what happened like he just he just fell over like a like a like 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 timber like he just <laughs> fell over and um and i think that was the, they like they had to stop their set like the paramedics came and um and i felt so bad for them because like that band is from finland and like they came all that way to just get their set cut in half by some dude getting knocked out like like my my heart goes out to the to them for that. Yeah, dude, that sucks. That's definitely a huge in, bummer. In that instance, like, like I I know I would be bummed. Oh fuck yeah! Damn, dude, that's crazy, dude, dude. Uh, dude hardcore is a hardcore is kind of a sport. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> a physical injuries. Yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta wear those uh, fucking mouth guards and shit. <laughs> Dude, I uh, dude, I I I feel like I I I would love to like make like dude, band should just make mouth guards, dude. That would be fucking awesome. Like, I want to say that that's actually been a merch item. It has um, to. It had to have, dude. Yeah, like probably by some like East Coast yeah. beatdown band. <laughs> that's that's probably where you'd have to wear something like that. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Oh my god, man dude well dude thank you thank you for coming on and thank you for coming on like super last minute this was this has been so cool dude like i'm glad we are finally able to like hook up on this likewise i i really appreciate you having me on um this has been a ton of fun <laughs> heck yeah dude well then here what i'm gonna do is uh i'm gonna stop the recording and then i'm gonna talk to you after this okay sounds good okay cool dude well then uh i will I, okay see you later Okay, right on, man. Have a good rest of your night. Yeah, you too. Episode end. Okay, see, that's how they all end. And like, I, you just, I usually cut it out, but now I'm actually leaving it in because I have a professional robot that does the outro. I'm sorry. No, I don't. And that's stupid. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so funny, please. But anyways, no, like, the, like talking to Ben was so much fun. I, I, I got to hang out with him on 4th of July and like, we really it really hit it off just talking about like recording and like 
music. It was just really fun. So I'm just so glad we are able to connect again on on here. It was, uh, I, I had a great time. So, dude, uh, it was fun. Please go check out Take It to Heart. They're fucking dope. Like, I can't, again, I can't wait to play with them. I don't know if we said that on podcast, but I know we talked afterwards and we we're like, dude, we got to play. It's like, I know. Oh, my God. But, like, I'm so excited. But, anyways, like, thank you, Ben, for coming on. It was, it was so much fun. Like, I, I, it, it just, it, it was just sick. But like, hey, guess what? Thank you for listening. And hey, if you, this is the first time you're ever here or ever, you hello, nice. Like, um, nice to meet you. Uh, it, it has been fun. And hopefully you come back and listen to other episodes. And if this is the only one, I'm still stoked that you listen to this one. So like, I hope all of you have a great breakfast. And that's it. Everything else is like sub... No, I'm just kidding. Have a great day. And I will talk to you on the next episode.